What's up? And welcome to another edition of Young Black Misses. I am your host, Morgan F. That's Mrs. F to you. (laughs) I have to say, I am going to miss talking to you guys this upcoming month. As I've stated before, I will be taking a short break in June. I might hit you with a bonus episode. I might not. It depends on how I feel or how much I miss you. I also want to say thank you so much for everyone that has written me Facebook comments, personal text messages, things of that nature about loving the show. And I'm starting to get some engagement online. Hey, now. I see you guys. Thank you so much for connecting with me. I'm going to do so much better while I'm gone on the Facebook and on the Instagram. I'm, I'm better on it. No, I'm not. I'm going to get better, though. Y'all come for me later. And I know I got Missouri listeners, but what's up, Cali? <laughs> How you doing, California? Um, thanks for listening. And shout out to whoever listens right in the crack of dawn, right as soon as I post it. Hey, you. Thank you. You're awesome. And just another thing to correct myself that anybody might have slipped up and saw it. Um, My guest last week was an outpatient therapist. So just blame the typewriter. Oops. My, uh, My professor used to say that. She's like, oh, blame the... Blame the typewriter. Oh, no. Blame the secretary. That's what she used to say. Blame the secretary. Okay, I'm totally rambling. Let's. I have an awesome show for you guys. And I'm going to be talking to one half of Mental Matters podcast, Mr. Richard, all the way from the D, Detroit. All right. Stay tuned, you guys. On to the next segment. Shaking my curls. Uh-uh. I'm shaking my curls. Uh-uh. I'm shaking my curls. Shaking my curls. Uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls. Uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls. Uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls. Shaking my curls. Y'all ever heard the expression, you have the same 24 hours as Beyonce, and yet you're living like this? That, no shade to Beyonce, because I get it. She's amazing. We're not taking that away from Beyonce. Beehive, don't come at me because I like her. But I'm I'm just using that as an example for how we compare ourselves to others. I know someone. Um, I know someone, and I've always felt some type of way about this person. Um, and I always felt that this person's life was just so much more appealing than mine. And it just seemed like this person had it all together. But then I I kind of gathered that this, I don't know if this person has depth. I don't know much about this person. So why do I feel a certain way about this person when I don't, I don't know them well enough. It's the same thing as when you see a girl that you follow on, on from YouTube or social media or, in, you know, like Instagram or whatever. And you just think, wow, you know, this person is just amazing. But in actuality, they're hurting on the inside or, you know, things are not well with them or they're just showing you their freaking reel of amazing stuff. And that's why sometimes I don't post that much because, well, half the time I don't really feel like I'd be doing anything interesting to post. That's the main reason. I'd be like, I guess I could take a picture of this food and put it on my IG story. But I'm like, why do you care? You know, so we get into 
a realm where we compare ourselves to others for no apparent reason. Like the only person that matters is is you. What do you value yourself as? How do you value yourself? And as I minister to you, oh, I minister to myself, okay? Because Mo Free, you know, I mentioned my that that person earlier that I've known and always felt some type of way. And it's just so tricky to to find yourself feeling like you're comparing yourself to someone that ain't thinking about you. I'm thinking about you. Bring it back to Beyonce. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if the middle finger's up, but, um, you know, you get the point. Just just tell them boy bye and keep it moving. That's just, you know, that's just how I feel. Uh, I don't know, guys. Okay. That, yeah, I'm shaking my curls to that. I didn't even, <laughs> I'm just shaking my curls to comparing yourself to others, especially others that you don't really know. And I don't really know this person. So what am I doing comparing myself to this person? I don't know. So, anyways, what's the next segment? Hello, and welcome to our main event. I have a special guest with me. I would say one half of Mental uh, Matters podcast, right, Richard? One half. Okay. Yes, ma'am. We have, ooh, he mammed me. We the same age. You know, I'm 29. You're probably 29, aren't you? Or are you 28? I am 29. Okay, we the same age. You're going to man me. Look, we don't start off. I'm a gentleman. That's why. (laughs) Excuse me. Richard, tell the people hello. What up, though? As they say, everybody from Detroit, we say what up, though. Yeah, exactly. As y'all say in Detroit. Now, maybe I'll get some more Detroit listeners. I don't have a lot of Michigan listeners, but maybe I will after this. Okay, so I want to get started. I want to know about mental matters podcast like explain the name where did that come then you know you can give me the full origin story so first and foremost i'd like to thank you for the opportunity um 2019 was a really big year for us as a podcast uh, we started this whole journey approximately a year ago so mental matters podcast is really a double entendre behind um black men and mental health um, we didn't want to be a hypothetical, run-of-the-mill mental, like mental health podcast, but we wanted to make sure we had a place where Black men could talk about their issues because uh, one of the kind of the stigmas of mental health really is shaped around Black men and how we don't talk about our emotions and things of that nature. So um, we thought it would be a really dope idea for Black men to have a space, a community to just build politics. And, um, you know, support one another. And um, different topics that are serious, such as, like, um, the top five mental health issues or disorders, as well as different things that guys like to talk about. But we are first, we don't really do so, like, our family barbecues and whatnot. So that's and a little bit about what Mental Matters is about. And you talk about sports, you know. Yes, like- we talk about sports and all that. It's actually funny because sports has a really, really strong like tie to how we as black men congregate and kind of get through things sometimes. So yeah. I gather that. I gather I don't have a lot of male friends, so 
and my husband doesn't really sorry david but he's not really into sports so it's like super cute when he tries to fake it like he's really really into it you know? <laughs> like, oh did you watch that game last night knowing good and well he didn't watch the game it's cute but Aww. well i mean from a standpoint of either watching sports or um even just we're playing sports so for me and we kind of talked about it a little bit but basically um, I don't know if you remember just being a kid and you would get into it with somebody and all of a sudden you're like, you know what, let's handle this on the blacktop. Let's go to the basketball court. And that's how you literally like sell your issues sometimes or like, I don't know, either like that or, uh, you know, just sports really just brings people together, especially guys. If you ever play on sports teams or things of that nature, like, Sometimes it's your escape when you go to your backyard. You've probably seen it in movies where you go to the backyard, go to the court, start shooting some hoops, get to get away from life. And, um, yeah, so it's some, it's some ties there. I get you. I get you. I'm just – I'm not that girl. <laughs> and, I, and God gave me the fair. I won when, when he sent me David because I'm not that girl and he's not that guy. Watch me have a son that's, like, really amazing in some sport, and I'll be like, I guess I got to learn, you know. But anywho, sorry, that took a turn. <laughs> so why does mental health matter so much to you? I promise I didn't mean that pun. My bad. <laughs> I mean, it's all good. Right um, so mental health matters to me because um, really from just a self-conscious standpoint, like everything really starts with your mental. We always talk about how physical health is important, how what you eat and things of that nature. But sometimes what you put in your brain is very important, too, because um, if anybody likes music, I'm sure we both do to an extent, um, you become a function of what you hear on the radio. So if you you ever had a moment at work where you're like, oh, man, that song stuck in my head. And, like, you know, it's really a function of what you allow into your space. So um, your mind really kind of determines what the rest of your day is going to be like and as important as it is to take care of your physical self, it's important to take care of your mental self. And I literally do it for the person that is four years old, growing up on the east side of Detroit. And, you know, it depends on me to make the best decisions for myself because the grown up me is going to be like, all right, it's the young me proud of me. You know what I'm saying? It all starts in my brain, really. So that's a long-winded excuse or reason for it. But, um, yeah, it's long mental health matters to me. But I, I get it. And I'm unlike like most people, unlike most people, I I have audible hallucinations. So the music is always in the head. <laughs> so it's just, Oh yeah. It's just always playing. But I never really thought about it in that way where you're thinking about that four year old that four year old self and how that person is always thinking. I'm always thinking of the I'm always thinking of the sixty year old self. I'm thinking of the sixty year old Morgan. I call her um male but sometimes I call her <laughs> Gertrude I got some old Bama names shout out to my church mama named Melba but I always think about that person and making her proud you know what I mean but I can see you think about the yeah. person and thinking of them them looking up to you in a way and I guess I guess that's the difference of of the between us but it's still good that you're thinking about it and I know well uh, I'm mm -hmm. kind of different because like <laughs> I literally, I remember, so I had a very short stint of, like, depression when I was, I forget the age. I don't know. This was back in 2016, 2017. 
and I just love my job. Sure, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so I literally just lost my job, and well, I quit my job actually because it was a real well-paying job. It was my first position out of college, and I didn't really know where I was going next. So I looked at a picture of my four to five-year-old self, and he was like this young kid with a baseball cap on, like a business baseball cap on, um, sitting on the front porch, just smiling, just happy. And I'm like, is that little kid proud of me? Wow. And so when I sat back and asked that point, I was like, I literally have to do everything for my mental health because that little boy is depending on me to live his best life on the cusp of 30. So let's do it. And ever since then, like, it's been a whole different game changer. For me. So that's what I mean by that little kid. I get you. I get you. Oh, that's such a nice picture that I'm getting. I'm getting the feels a little bit, Richard. I'm getting the feels. That's nice. I, I'll have to say this. Um, I, I've always had a, like a, not like a thing for Detroit boys, but Detroit boys are some of the nicest men I've ever met. So I just knew you were going to be sweet. I, I don't, I don't, I feel like people don't understand that, but it's the facts. And y'all are some of the nice well, women. According to social media, um, the best women find their husbands on the east side of Detroit. That's a shameless plug. So all the <laughs> east side fellas from the D, okay. that's how it goes. <laughs> Is that where you're from before I, that's where you're from? Yes, I am. Okay. Born and raised on the east side of Detroit. Yes, man. Awesome. And I say, man, so I respect you. <laughs> I'm here for it, but we just say, but anyways, I'm moving on. I'm moving forward with what I was going to say. So I've been doing a series within my, uh, within my podcast for Mental Health Awareness Month where I'm talking to different people, which is why you're on the show today. Um, and I always ask this question, and I had, I had a person of color. She wasn't black, but I, yeah, I feel like it's the same thing. It's within this black community, brown community, people of color community, there's such a stigma that is behind mental illness. I'm curious what you think, why you think that is, and then how we can cope with it, or even like break the stigma. So why I think it is because of the whole, from what I experienced, just like the whole family mindset, um, and black families and households, it's always the issue of, you know, what goes on in this house stays in this house, or like, you know, don't speak about it too loud because they're going to judge you, you know, be judged in the street, and different things like that. So I think that stigma goes to people being afraid of, quote unquote, being exposed, if you will. Like, I don't know, like I saw my parents kind of have that narrative, or my grandmother especially have that narrative where, she was always like, you know, don't talk about this out in public, Santa third, because they're going to judge me. It's like, oh, whoa, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, what about me? Like, I got to go to that. You ain't got to go to my school. Like, what do you mean? But um, just from the surface, I mean, it, it really starts there. It starts at home, and then it starts, continues with the people you hang around, um, like family members, friends, et cetera. Um, there's just was always the stigma about, like, you know, you don't want people to think you're crazy or whatever it may be. So um, with black people being, you know, our people being the people of substance, 
strength and things of that nature. We don't want to look weak in the public eye because if you even go back to slavery times, like our strength is all we had mm. and each other. And so if you, you know, go to the early 1900s, 1950s, and even fast forward to now, like we're always known as a people who are being a very strong race. And so for black people in general, I believe that that statement really comes from that. And we don't want to look weak in the public eye. Yeah, my um, mom always used to say, whenever we go out in public, don't embarrass me. So I feel like it kind of goes it. along with your, what you're saying. But even in, and I'm just thinking from what I heard my, my pastor say at church last week, and he's, this is the white guy, but he, he be speaking. He was talking about how when you, when you go into church, you know, and he was saying some black people dress a certain way, but this church is more come as you are. But they feel a need to put on their Sunday best and to be perceived a certain way. I feel like that's kind of the same thing when it comes to the mental illness. We want to be perceived a certain way. You're right. I hate that word crazy. We don't want to be perceived as crazy. We want to think that we're all put together, but sometimes we're just not, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think it's okay not to be okay, you know, honestly. I think that's how we break through and that's why I like having these discussions because I can get your perspective and other people's perspectives and it's just it's just well I'll say this I'm crazy I don't mind it (laughs) I knew this was day one uh but I'm crazy but not like no I like to say I'm like I'm crazy but not insane like I'm not a person that's like you know gonna I, I keep it in check right so I'm not going to put somebody in danger by, like, you know, doing enraged things of that nature or acting outlandish things of that nature because, you know, that's, you know, that's from the public eye from outside coaches looking in. It's like, hey, don't make, don't make the black man mad because, you know, they're going whatever or, you know, it's just the homegirl over there who got the angry face on, you know, she might go off on somebody, angry black woman. And so, like, there's that just stigma behind, like, a stern, serious face that, you know, we're crazy and all that stuff. But, I mean, I'm crazy. I'm goofy as all hell. But at the same time, like, you know, I am who I am. If you never get a chance to get to know that person, you'll never understand that, right? So, um, I don't know. I can go all day, but I respect you, sis. So. <laughs> okay. I heard earlier on your, your, I think, your most recent podcast you were talking about a mental health coach. What, what's the difference between a mental health coach? Because I, I got a therapist. What, what's, the mm-hmm. what's, what's the difference? What's the difference? Yeah, tell me about that. So this is what I've learned in this whole journey, right? So mm-hmm. for, you know, I have a therapist that's the person that's, you know, here to break down is that root cause of issues, things of that nature, and you know, more so licensed, almost like doctor level, where they can also like prescribe you things such as like different medicines, things of that nature. Um, so I understand. But as far as actual coach, I mean, there are coaches that like help you get through like certain scenarios and issues, whatever, to so help you talk through things versus anything else. So um, I have not officially sat down with an actual therapist, but 
one of the things I did take a conscious effort in doing is, you know, talking with people that have been coaches and saying like, hey, I'm having like this type of issue with like my parent, right? And, you know, she is, you know, it's a toxic relationship. So like, how do you handle toxic relationships? So they'll kind of coach you through a situation versus get all up in your business. Like, I know you're going through this thing. It makes you feel that way, blah, blah, blah. But they're able to just coach me through situations to help me get through Like, All right, this is what I need to do. Cool. If that makes any sense at all. Yes, it does (laughs) Is there a reason that you don't want to talk to a a therapist? I just... I might be in the business a little bit. No, no, no. It's not that I don't want to talk to an actual therapist. I want to make sure that I match up with somebody that makes sense for me in my situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the reason I came across this coach is just hypothetical because um, this helped me put together the whole podcast. Um, mm-hmm. There's been a bunch of different people that I've come across. And um, this one dope person, she happens to be, um, has, happens to serve as like a coach. And I'm like, oh, this is different. Yo, uh-huh. listen, I got the story. Yo, I want to run this by you and see what you think. And, uh, you know, sometimes if it's topic-related or, you know, even, even a little on the personal side, I'll run it by her to see, like, hey, what do you think about this, that, and third? Hmm. So, so it's not that I don't want to talk to a therapist. It's just I haven't found the person I want to start that conversation with. That makes sense. And I will say... When I picked out a therapist, the first therapist that I had was for grieving counseling, which is how I even got into mm. the situation before, I, or before my diagnosis and all that good stuff. But um, she, every time I would go into that session with her, I would always cry. <laughs> and now, oh, man. at least my counselor now, my therapist now, I like pride myself. I'm not going to cry when I'm in the session. I'm not going to cry. And if I cry, something wrong. So it's just them kind of getting to know you and, 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 and in, a, in a way that's, and, and she's black and my doctor's black too. I, you know, my squad is black. I, I got to have somebody that can relate to my experience. I think that was another thing I was missing from the previous uh, counselor. So, I mean, that's always been my recommendation, like find people that look like you or at least have, you know, same gender because at least they can relate to you on a male, female type of situation type of thing or I guess if you're trans anyways we ain't into that but well what I did what I have found is that yes you know it's from a cultural standpoint it makes the most sense right look for someone that is of you that looks like you etc but there are situations in where you may come across the therapist and somebody that that ain't it <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know it may turn off your whole experience where you make it Help from somebody that's Caucasian or different race, things of that nature. So, um, for me, it's kind of a starting gauge, kind of like a baseline, if you will. Mm. But if I'm engaged in a conversation, I get referred by somebody I trust and know like that, and they happen to be, you know, not black. I'm like, all right, you know what? Let me give it a try. First session, whatever. Yeah. I'm feeling it. Let's do it. And if not, like, you know, there, I would just say there's no wrong way to pick or match up with someone, even if it's either a coach or a therapist, but it's just making sure that you feel comfortable enough that you can start that conversation and get through that situation or series of situations. So. I honestly think as long as you're talking to somebody that, you know what I mean? 
That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just talking to a peer or a pastor or something like that, you know, as long as you're talking to somebody, it's helpful. Sometimes you just need to get out your feelings. I know I'd be in the car with my husband because we carpool and I'm just having full on serious conversations or we take walks or whatever. And that just really helps us kind of get through the day, get through the morning. So you need that. That's why I love my ecosystem, man. Like that's some, some of my close family members, some of my best friends, uh, my brother and pod, uh, Jarrell, my awesome wife. And, um, you know, sometimes it's a, it's easy to get a text over like, hey, I need to just get this junk off my head real quick. And next thing you know, I feel a lot better. Facts. Facts, indeed. Okay. Now, let's just do a little self-care about all the sexes. <laughs> so let me tell you my self-care situation. And then tell me your self-care situation. And we let the people know how <laughs> different as i told my listeners and self-care is the best care i like to give myself a nice facial richard you know i get the i get the exfoliation and i got this nice mask that costs too much on amazon and it tingles and i get my conditioner in my hair and i got my little heated cap on because my curly hair you know what i'm saying and i'm just sitting there and i'm relaxing that is how she self-cares but what do you do well, I'm different from a lot of different men, so I won't speak on behalf of uh, every man out there. Well, uh, I got a couple not. different things, though. Well, you'd be surprised. But um, <laughs> one of the things, um, well, first and foremost, I feel, obviously, I feel a lot better when I either get my hair retwisted or go get a haircut. Like, I feel like that one dude from the videos that's just like, I drive different, I look very different. Like, it all hits different after I get that fresh lineup or Okay, we're we on agreement with that. Something about that new hair yeah. is like a whole new person. You like, you put your toothpick in your mouth and you be like, it's ready, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other things, um, I legit enjoy my me time. So, like, I got this weird remedy that as soon as I get home from work before I do anything else, I have my one chair in my house and I just sit there. And, like, I put my phone down. I just kind of put my head back a little bit. I don't go to sleep, but I just take a deep breath and just, like, have my moment to just do nothing for, like, a quick 10-minute break every day. Um, and lastly, the new thing I'm into, I got back to reading. Um, reading kind of takes you away from the realities of the world, and it puts you in a whole different world. And... um yeah, so I started reading the, uh, what's that, Charlamagne's new book, The Shook One, one. latest book. Yeah, and um, so far, so good. I'm on chapter two, but I just find 15, 20 minutes to just read that, take my mind off what I went through at work or whatever it is. And yeah, for me, I'm golden at that. I'm ready to move a mountain after I do that. So um, yeah, those are my top three though. I was going to say, it's hard for me to read books by, like, authors that I know their voices as well. Like, I read the Issa Rae book, <laughs> I what the book was, but I could hear her voice reading it to me, but I was just reading it to me. See, this is, this is that bipolar kicking in, <laughs> doing its own thing. So when I read uh, Charlemagne's first book, 
can't remember what it was called, but I, I could hear him saying it. Black privilege. Black privilege. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I read that first one, I was like, oh my God, I keep hearing this voice in my head. This is so weird. And I probably wasn't, you know, that's just how much I listened to his like podcast or Breakfast Club or whatever. I could just hear his voice. It was weird. You know, but anyways, I'm sorry. That was so random, but <laughs> you're good. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so rough, but I really like that getting that chair and just taking it 10 minutes. Ooh, I'm gonna have to try that. I'm, I'm gonna have to find my, my, my 15 minute me time. My most free time. That's it. Like it's especially important when you're married because like you get into the mold, it's just like this is what they ask me for, et cetera. And especially as men, you know, when you have I will say as a shameless plug, we have a strong black woman as your wife. Um, sometimes, you know, they do if not as much as you, then you perceive more than you, right? So my wife does a lot. She's an MBA student, she's supervisor if you will she does a lot of dope things um sorority wise etc and not nah. it's like what's that song what's that is that fabulous and neo you make me better that one make me better okay. and like and i legit look at her like that so before i'm able to like help build her up etc because she hates thinking after she comes home i need to make sure i'm together before i'm able to help her out and it's not that she needs my help, but at the same time, like, I can't help you. I can't help myself. And I take that very seriously, especially these days. So, that part. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> you got her a good one. You a good one. Okay. Is there, is there <laughs> I told you I, I just really appreciate these Detroit men. I'm just going to be honest. I, I have, you know, y'all are just Y'all are some sweethearts. That's all I got to say. Now, my Kansas City man is, is good, too. You know, that's my boo thing, but I'm just saying. I mean, you got dope men everywhere. It's just that Detroit fellas is just different, man. Y'all are. Y'all something else. Okay, is there anything else you want my listeners to know before we before we get off? How they can find well, you? Well, first and foremost, um, first and foremost, why you've been going to me, like, I had a couple chances today to just ch- Log in, see the podcast you got, you put on, and, um, you know, I think what you're doing is working wonders. Like, just kind of speaking your narrative from the, the Black wife experience and being your own best self, too. Like, I just think your platform is really dope, and um, oh, I want to you. encourage you to keep it moving. So, um, I'm trying. <laughs> you ain't trying, you're doing it. <laughs> Thank you. Far as, far as music concerned, I'm on the interwebs. I do things um, to check out our podcast. Make sure you head on over to Mental Matters Podcast. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Website is www.mentalmatterspod.com. And we are on SoundCloud and iTunes, all that good stuff. And yeah, shout out to us. We just finished the whole year of trying to figure out what a podcast is and actually putting it on every other week. So um, yeah, we're looking to do a big thing. That's what's up. Happy to be in this space. Yes, ma'am. I'm proud of y'all. Oh, yep. So you did. I'm gonna let it rock. 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 All right, thanks so much for your time, Richard. No problem. All right, take care. Yes, sir.
Okay, so listening to that back, I just want to specify that I love me some David. <laughs> That's the boo thing. But I just, I just, I'm starting to appreciating having males in, in my life, male friends in my life. And I think that's something that I would love to talk about in a future episode of why it's important to kind of have a little bit of both perspective, even if it's just, you know, like a family friend, like, you know, hang with my cousins, that that type of thing. Um, Because talking to Richard, he showed, I love some of the stuff he said, especially about doing for his four-year-old self, because that is so dope to me. I'm always thinking about Melba. That's my older, my older self. I actually know a male, but that's why it's funny. But <laughs> that's what I call her because it's an M, and I just feel like that's a. I respect Miss Melba, but if she's, you know, so. But it's just interesting the different perspective that a guy would offer, and even in just talking with my husband, the different ways that my husband thinks about things, which I think is why it's so important to have people of all different backgrounds and coming from different places of the world to come talk to you. You know, Miss Nikki was from Atlanta. Carla was from Texas, I think Austin, and we got Richard from Detroit. We have Miss Clarissa from right here in Kansas City. So just bring it all together. I really hope you guys have enjoyed this mental health month, and we're just going to end it with one, one more boom shebang. And um, I just appreciate you so much for listening, and I've We'll be coming back. I'm not done, obviously. I'm just taking a little break, and I'm excited to tell you why I have to take a little break. And perhaps when I'm situated, I maybe won't be as long as I'm thinking, but I'll see how I feel <laughs> when I get all situated. So I guess the positive tip is, is you know, I guess in my marriage, I'm, I'm noticing that it's it's okay to have friends of different genders. You know, it's okay to... Because obviously, I got my man. <laughs> I'm good. I don't need that. But just having different opinions in your life, different thought thoughts in your life is always going to be helpful and beneficial to you. Okay, guys. Until next time. Oh, know what you're chewing. Who's missing it? Okay, I'm going to put just some collage of, of the food that I haven't posted on Instagram this this over this over this break. I'm just going to start posting food that I'm eating and I'm cooking. And if you notice anything looking nicer, you'll know what I'm up to. Hey, okay. See you guys later. Stay with me, though. Don't leave me. Stay with me, please.